that gives me an amazing amount of clarity. With the journaling, it's so personal and it really allows you to see what's hiding in your subconscious. Then, you know, you just put your pen on the paper and you see what shows up and you may be very surprised by what shows up. Welcome to another episode of Write of Your Life, where life happens and life storytelling transforms it. Our show is brought to you by lifestorytelling.com. And guess what? You don't have to be a writer to write your life stories. Lifestorytelling.com will teach you how. If you've been through hell and lived to tell about it, or your family skeletons are poking out of the closet, you'll want to check it out at lifestorytelling.com. Our guest today is Debbie Silber, the CEO of Lifestyle Fitness Incorporated and founder of themojocoach.com. She's a recognized health, weight loss, and personal development expert, and she's also a speaker, consultant, and author. Debbie's branded the Mojo Coach because she's led countless others to achieve their ultimate body, mind, and lifestyle, inspiring them to get their mojo back and transform into their personal and professional best. In addition to being a highly credentialed health expert, Debbie has her own line of healthy mojo fuel bars and shakes. She is highly credentialed and has contributed to national news shows and magazines with Fox, CBS, TEDx, Forbes, and Psychology Today, to name just a few. Debbie, we're glad you're here. Oh, thank you so much. Looking forward to our uh, chat. Okay, so this sounds like it's going to be power-packed because (laughs) the Mojo Coach, anything coming from the Mojo Coach is going to be power-packed, I think. Tell us a little bit more about how you came to be the Mojo Coach. Well, it certainly wasn't a name I gave myself. It was by my clients. Ah. It was um, 2007, 2008. uh, I had a husband and a home and four kids and four dogs. We have six now. Not quite sure how that (laughs) happened. (laughs) And this full-time business as a dietitian and trainer. So clients were getting lean. They were getting fit. But um, at the same time, I also had these really rough relationships and way too much stress. And I know you're you know, your listeners are shaking their head like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, I can relate oh, to yeah. that. And I was trying to be everything to everyone all the time. And I started getting sick first with symptoms and I blew it off because I didn't have the time. And the symptoms turned into illnesses. Again, I was too busy. And then conditions and eventually disease. You know, your body will speak louder and louder until you pay attention. Right. And that got my attention. You know, things got so bad at one point that um, I had to give up my entire business with clients that I adored. I, I couldn't get out of bed. Oh. You name it, I had it. And it didn't make any sense. I was a health expert and I was anything but healthy. So um, I had that light bulb moment like, well, I'm eating well and exercising to the best I could at that point. It has to have something to do with the way I'm living, the thoughts I'm thinking, the people I'm spending my time with. So I had surgery and while I healed, uh, that's what I worked on. And I, I became a whole health coach, a health expert trained to teach how your lifestyle creates either health or disease and learned that in fact, I was right. Uh, it had to do with the way I was living. So I, uh, I made changes in all of those areas. I cut those toxic ties. I cut back on my stress. I changed the way I was thinking and I healed from everything. I got my mojo back, <laughs> started working with clients, but this time in a very, very different way. They got their mojo back, started calling me the mojo coach and 
I had to write about it and talk about it, and I've been sharing what I learned ever since. Wow, that's amazing. So <laughs> your specialty is helping other people transform physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all of those, and taking them through that process by first getting them healthy and then getting them to their true purpose. So tell me a little bit about that. Why why you know, why do people not are not living in their true purpose in the first place and um, how you do that? Yeah. Well, uh, you know, we start with something like nutrition or or a, a, an illness or something because if you're not feeling well, if you can't think clearly, if you're in pain, you you can't think beyond that. You're consumed with your pain. You're consumed with not feeling well. So I start there. So physically, you get ready to to take on that next thing, and mentally, you kind of, and you know you kind of say, "Well, wow, you know what? I just broke a a thirty year sugar addiction, and wow, in four weeks, I'm not a diabetic anymore. I'm off of insulin, mm. and in a couple of weeks." I don't have those headaches or I don't have that nagging, those, those crazy cravings, whatever. So we do that first. So then you have the confidence to say, well, if I did that, what else can I do? And that's when we start go- diving in a little bit deeper. Maybe then we go into fitness and uh, we'll do the same thing from being a couch potato. Now, all of a sudden, you know, they're doing a 15, 20 minute workout program that's giving them a better body they had than when they spent an hour in the gym. And all of that is to get them physically to a better place. But it's really the, the, the purpose behind it is so they look and say, wow, I can't believe that, you know, so many changes I'm making in such a short amount of time. What else can I do? And that's when we, that's when we really see what really needs to be transformed here. Is it, what are you really meant to do? Do you, do you, you know, very often a client will come in for, let's say, a health issue or a weight issue, and they'll leave with a new business or they'll <laughs> leave with a new relationship. Wow. And it's it's because you're not, you can't even see it when you don't feel well and when you feel better and you're more confident, you're more willing. And that's when the work really, really gets exciting. Now, do you have some people who who get fit or get healthier and then stop there? You know what? Uh, definitely. And a lot of times, you know, sure, that's all they wanted. That's all they came from. But a lot of times I'll see it where that's where they'll want to stop. And it's a, it's very much on purpose. They want to stop because if they keep going, a lot of stuff may come up that they're not ready or willing to see. Mm. Like here's an example. I remember working with a woman and she would gain and lose the certain, you know, same amount of weights, same amount of times, you know, and it just, she wasn't getting past that. Now I know to look a lot deeper. Sure. It could be a food thing and habits and all kinds of stuff, but very often it's something else. So we start talking about her relationship. Well, sure enough, it turns out that if she, she realized that if she starts feeling really good about herself and really confident, she, it may be in her face and it may become, she may become very aware that she's not in love with her husband anymore. Mm-hmm. Now that's scary. Right. So it's, it's almost easier to sabotage ourselves and not see it. So we don't have to deal with it. And I see that a lot, a lot. Wow. So what is, um, what are some of the greatest obstacles that people face present, preventing them from creating change? Fear. I fear. mean, fear is huge. And fear, could it could be so many different types of fear. It could be, you know, fear of failure. 
let's say you tried something so many times, you don't want to think about the idea of it happening again. Uh, more, you know, more than that, it could be, it could be fear of success. Who will you be if you lose that story? You know, mm -hmm. what's going to change in your life? What's going to be different? And most often it's fear of the unknown. We'll stay with what's familiar and comfortable, even if it stinks. It's because it's what we know. Oh. Yeah. And, and, and I just had a client leave my office just right before our, our call who a, a huge fear came up, a huge fear came up. And it was a story that's been told for decades. And it's almost like, and this client was getting so angry with me because it was like I was pulling away a, uh, like a teddy bear mm -hmm. that was so familiar and so comfortable, but meanwhile, keeping this person so incredibly stuck. Wow. Well, how, oh, yeah. how do you get folks to recognize that it's a fear? Because we don't really go around thinking, oh, we've got a fear of that, and that's why I'm not getting in better shape or I'm not more successful. H how do you get them to recognize it, and then how do you get them over that? You know, it's, it's really, it's a, I'll ask them very detailed questions and they sound, you know, first they're looking at me like, why the heck would you ask that question? It doesn't make any sense, but it, it gets to the root of it. I'm a big believer in, you know, never just treating the symptoms, get to the root once and for all. And, um, you know, it's, it's like so often someone, if I, you know, they may go to uh, countless health people or whatever who work on okay, well, have a different behavior and have a different, then you'll have a different result. Like if, for example, if you're eating potato chips sitting on the couch now, if you change that for carrot sticks, well, yes, that's a different behavior and, and sure, you're going to have a different result. But I look at it as what's the reason why that behavior exists in the first place, mm -hmm. right? It's, it has everything to do with the belief behind it. Like what's the, you know, so the belief behind it would be, what's the reason why you're sitting on the couch and eating? Right. What's that about? You know, and when we recognize that and do something about that, it has nothing to do with the potato chips of the carrots. Mm -hmm. We're dealing with the problem at the roots. So I'm asking them questions that get to the the real issue and and they'll recognize that fear and I'll see it and I'll say, what, what are you feeling right now? And they'll say, you know, scared, afraid, whatever. Mm -hmm. And, but then, but then I'll ask them, okay, when have you felt this before? And they'll give me examples. And, and if you look at it every time you were afraid and you did something anyway, you felt great. That's how confidence happens. Right. That's right. So I'll use those examples and say, okay, well you did this, you did that, you did the other thing. And then you felt like a rock star. So this is just another one of those things. And then, you know, but think about it. How did you feel when you were afraid and you backed down, you, you know, mm -hmm. disempowered, weak, not, you know, not feeling good. So, okay, this is another one. How do you want, how do you want to feel? Right. It's all up to us. So you're just, you're bringing clarity to them, you, you know? Uh, yeah. yeah. It's, and it's very much in their face. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, you know, and, and I forgot who said, I remember hearing it and it's so true. It's like, I don't want to be your friend. I want to be your best friend, <laughs> you know? And it's true. It's, it's bringing them that awareness because their their lives right now are a and everybody our lives are a complete representation of the beliefs we hold the beliefs we've had up until now have given us the life we have right now mm -hmm. and if we want something different 
we need to do something different. And we, it starts with, with what we think. You know what? And how we think. Yeah. And, and with that recognition comes responsibility, right? If you recognize that, you've got to, you're responsible for doing something about it or not, but you're, you're still responsible whether you do something about it or not. Oh, yeah. And we don't like no, that. No, because I'd rather now hide it's all than. <laughs> Yeah, and we can't blame anybody else. We have to give up that story that it was someone else's fault. You know, there's True. there's this little bit of of reward we get from this self pity mm-hmm. and from blaming someone else or a situation or a circumstance. And when we realize, wow, I have all the power in the world here to to just change how I think and and create something else. It is, it is a big responsibility. But with that, I mean, that's how we become empowered. Exactly. That's really interesting, because that's exactly what I did when I was writing. And I took a writing class, and I discovered that my life theme was not raising my hand. And, Mm -hmm. and, and then I realized, hey, wait a minute, I'm responsible for that. I'm responsible whether I raise my hand or not. Nobody else is, is preventing me from doing that. Right. And because I recognized that I was able to change my life theme. And, and just that you were willing to, because, you know, first of all, if you didn't see it, you could have kept that going another, mm-hmm. you know, five, 10, 15, 20, you know, whatever years. Right. And that's what a lot of people do. And I look at it saying, man, if you kept this going this long, okay, you didn't know you weren't aware. Now that you are, look at the the wonderful position you're in to do something about it. You know, I have two types of clients. There's there's the one who wants to prevent the life crisis and the one who wants to heal from one. Mm-hmm. And those is something like an illness, a tragedy, a trauma. Those are the greatest wake-up calls and the greatest catalysts to change, to have us do something differently. And it's almost harder before the crash to to say, okay, you know what? Things aren't going the way I really want. Let's uh, let me make that profound change that's going to really move the needle. But when we do, our life is just so much better. I like that. So you say that writing is an invaluable way that your clients discover some of these subconscious beliefs that they've it's mm. kept them safe and stuck and small in their small little worlds and in their you know. Sometimes they're not so miserable, but sometimes they're really miserable, but they can't seem to get out. Tell tell me about how you use writing with the, with your clients. Uh, you know, I really recommend it, and I do it personally myself. Just journaling. Well, I mean, I have two books out, and and that was a great way of getting some some thoughts out there. But but with the journaling, it's so personal, and it really allows you to see what's hiding in your subconscious mm. and. With and I recommend you know without judging, without critiquing, ask yourself a question, and and the question can be something like, "What do I need to know? What do I need to feel? What do I need to see?" Um, or it could be something specific. How do I you know how do I handle this person? What do I do? And and then you know you just put your pen on the paper and you see what shows up, and you may be very surprised by what shows up, and. You know, and it doesn't happen every day. I mean, I know there are some days I journal and it's just very, it's very much my brain, Mm -hmm. you know, just sort of doing a brain dump. And I feel that. But then there are other times where I can tell I'm connected and, and this is completely from my subconscious and I'm just, you know, I have the pen and it has nothing to do with me. It's just all coming out. And, um, and that's really, you Mm -hmm. learn so much about yourself, who you are, what you want, when you just take that on. Right. I like that. 
Now, that's for when you're you're talking about that, you're usually talking about looking back or, you know, getting unstuck. But how do you how do we create and maintain success moving forward, both personally and professionally, either way? Yeah, I mean, it could be as far as writing, it could be the same thing. The writing piece doesn't have to be at all with anything from the past. Uh, for me personally, it, mostly it's about next steps. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of, I, I can look back and know what happened. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, so I'm not using it in that way, but maybe I want more clarity about my best next move or my best next step and, and what that means and what that looks like. So I use it, I use it that way. And, and that's, that gives me an amazing ar- amount of clarity because if I'm writing something and it doesn't feel right, that's cause it's not. And if it feels right, it's because it is. Right. Okay. And I take that very seriously. Hmm. That's interesting. So you have a few immediate steps. Maybe you can tell us what we can do to create the lives that we really want. Sure. I mean, the first thing I would say is, you know, I, I do choose to start with, with, with my clients from a health perspective, because like I said, if you're creating something, you want to create it on this rock solid foundation. Mm-hmm. And if, if your foundation is shaky and unstable, what can you possibly build on top of that? So that shape, that, that rock solid foundation has to do with us. Mm-hmm. So what can you do to, to feel really good. You know, can you clean up your eating? Can you move more? Can you drink more water? Can you get rid of the, just the garbage that you're, you know, that you're eating? And that's a form of self-love. You treat yourself well in the foods that you're eating. You you know, it's, it's because you, you take, you're taking better care of yourself. You feel better about yourself and it reflects everything that you do. So I would say, start there, get your base, uh, in, in feeling good. And then, and then, that'll clear up some stuff. And then you say, okay, well, what else can I take a look at now? What's the next thing on my plate that I haven't been willing to look Mm -hmm. at, or I haven't been ready to look at that. Now I may have more confidence. I may have, I may have lost the brain fog because I got rid of the sugar or whatever. And then, and then I can see more clearly and I'm willing to take that on. Right. And that's really an exciting journey of self-discovery because mm. I've done it personally and I've seen so it, other people go through it and it's really, it can be fun. It doesn't have to be as scary as, as people might think it's, it can be really fun. Oh yeah. yeah. And, and there's, there's so much more to us right. than, than what we know. And, you know, sometimes, it, you know, we go through something really challenging and, and really hard. And we're like, what the heck is the purpose of this? But, but that's when you see what you're made of and, and bring those things on because as hard as they are to go through, um, you show up so powerfully and learn so much about yourself and see how strong and resilient and brilliant you are. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and it only gets better and better. So trusting that there's so much more to you, um, just, just keep the process going. We're, we're never done learning. We're never done growing, never done evolving. So just uh, just keep moving forward. Excellent. Now, let me ask you about your two books, because you have written two books that are recommended by, you know, superstars like Brian Tracy <laughs> and Jack Canfield and lots other of other people. Tell mm-hmm. me about those books. Sure. Well, the first one is that was when I had this experience um, of my own personal crash and burn, I, I kind of felt like I had the secret to 
the other aspects of life that you need mm -hmm. for to be physically, mentally, and emotionally happy. And, and I just couldn't stop writing that book. I wrote it in, in less than two weeks. Wow. Less than two. <laughs> I couldn't stop writing. Could not stop writing. And, uh, but it was for moms because I have four kids. So I felt like I have like a, you know, PhD in mom. Right. Let me write for that community. And then, uh, a couple years later, I was speaking a lot and the guys would say, well, what about us? <laughs> uh, and I was doing a lot of corporate work. So the second book, that's the one that, that uh, Brian Tracy and, and Marshall Goldsmith, I'm just blessed that they endorsed oh, yeah. it. Uh, that's actually, we use that as a corporate wellness tool. You know, I, I go into these programs for wellness and I always ask them what they do and they spend all this money on all these corporate programs, but only the healthiest and fit participate and the ones who need it the most are left behind. Mm -hmm. So I thought about it and I said, what would get everybody involved? So the second book, A Pocket Full of Mojo, is really just 365 tips. So uh, the, the obese, the heart patient, and the athlete, everybody could just read a tip and get on board. Nice. I love that. And yeah. then you also are providing something free for our listeners. And let me just mention your website, themojocoach.com. And mm -hmm. if they go to the mojocoach.com slash free, you've got a, a, a giveaway for them. Tell us what that's like. I do. Well, everybody should get yeah. this. The first, the first thing is it's 20 insider secrets to look and feel better ASAP. Mm. And these are just the most common questions that I've been asked with like actionable steps to just what to do right then. So you want to know about how to lose weight. You want to know how to get fit. You want to know how to have more work-life balance. It's there. Um, it's all in there. And then I have a, uh, a, um, a lifestyle tracker and this is, you know, studies show what we track and measure, we improve. So this is just a, uh, just such a simple way of tracking all the different areas, the main areas in our lives that are tripping us up, uh, with a simple, simple way to see how you're showing up and improving from week to week. And then there's a, there's an opportunity to win a private little session with me. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Well, now that would be high energy and very exciting. <laughs> and we'll link to all of this in the show notes. But Debbie, thank you so much for coming on and sharing this. I mean, this is this this gives a lot of people hope. I mean, it, it's really exciting because it gives a lot of people hope that they can take their lives into their own hands and move forward and, and have, oh, have a very can. successful life. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much that, you, you know, they can do you can do so much just one foot in front of the other and relentlessly keep taking those steps. Right. Well, thank you so much, Debbie. And we will uh, put all the all the links in our show notes so you, our listeners, can get all of the freebies. <laughs> thank you. Great information from Debbie Silber. At the end of each episode, I peek into the Life Story Toolkit and share information on one particular tool that you might consider using if you're writing or would like to start writing about your life. The Life Story Toolkit is sponsored by lifestorytelling.com, where you can find your life theme, discover where to start writing, and craft your life into a compelling story. This episode's Life Story Toolkit features Quirky Writer with a Q. It's a unique typewriter-inspired mechanical keyboard compatible with your computer or tablet. It connects wirelessly via Bluetooth and features industrial strength mechanical switches that provide a unique clicky tactile feel. The return bar functions as an enter key by default and it's programmable, remembering up to five characters. 
It features typewriter-inspired keycaps, plus a built-in stand that can accommodate tablets up to 10 inches wide and a half inch thick. You can order for $349 at QuirkyWriter.com. Q-W-E-R-K-Y Writer.com. Well, that's all we have for today. In the last episode, we shared one-minute wisdom from the Story Circle Conference ladies. So if you've ever doubted if you could write, you might want to go back and have a listen. Next week, we'll interview Kamala Chambers about her hitchhiking and journaling. Be sure to check out the show notes on every single episode. We have free resource downloads not mentioned in the show at writeofyourlife.com. We love interacting with our listeners on social media. We're on Pinterest, Facebook, and just about anywhere you can hold a great virtual conversation. Our handle is Right of Your Life. Some of our listeners like supporting the arts. If you do too and want to support this podcast, you can support it by sharing each episode on your social networks. And you can head over to our special page at patreon.com slash right of your life and become a patron. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash right of your life. Both of these help us reach many more people who could benefit from writing about their lives. We hope that today you have the right of your life. <music>